0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello, we are here on episode 189 to talk about your questions and to answer them in detail regarding anxiety, regarding trauma regarding mindset how to break out of limiting beliefs and your current patterns patterns that you can't seem to shake and wiggle out of it's annoying but why right and So these are some of the questions I'm going to be answering on today's Q&A. You sent in some great questions via UnplugAnxiety.com, via YouTube. So I'm very grateful that you're following and that you're getting these questions out to me. Really important. Uh, Before we dive into these great questions, I want to go over your comments on previous episodes, starting with Nick. He says, thanks for this. I just can't seem to stop thinking of all my issues and my symptoms it's a never-ending loop and always something new popping up and affecting my sleep constantly living in the past before all this yeah absolutely nick Uh, this episode's for you because i'm talking about why we are stuck in the past why we can't seem to break free of old patterns and old traumas so make sure you write notes make sure you re-listen to this episode but I do want to recommend a couple of my videos to you. One video is called These Four Things That Brought About My Anxiety Disorder. And I released that within the last couple of weeks so you can find that on my channel uh, at, on YouTube under, under uploads. And then I recommend a video called Health Anxiety, When and How Did It Start? really important that you follow along that you write notes and you discipline yourself with these videos because this information is going to help you move you towards your higher self to move you out of anxiety right you got to learn about anxiety you have to learn what techniques work for someone who used to suffer from anxiety right like myself and and really, it's important to learn why these are effective tools because you just don't want to be given a tool. You want to learn about the tool. You want to be learned, okay, why? what, what makes this tool so good? So make sure you follow along and watch and listen closely. The next question comes from Jay. He says, meditation, intermittent fasting, paranayama. No porn, no masturbation, no sex, sleeping seven hours at least try as max as possible, quitting sugar, quitting social media, quitting sunlight, or getting sunlight, sorry, not quitting sunlight, and he says, boom, anxiety gone. Whew, that's a lot there. That's a mouthful, Jay, <laughs> but that's amazing, and I agree. This coming from an ex-severe anxiety sufferer. That's what he says. So look at all these disciplines Jay has implemented into his life. Right? You have to make the right sacrifices in order to get to where you need to go. In order to reach your higher self, yes. But sacrifices means discipline, because what are you going to re- what are you going to replace the thing that you sacrificed with, right? Jay is adding meditation into his life, intermittent fasting, more sleep, uh, sunlight, uh, no masturbation, right? All of these things need to be need to fit in somewhere. So he he must have sacrificed a lot of other things to fit these into his life. Like, what are you gonna do? instead of eating, right? You're used to eating a meal for 45 minutes at this time. Now you have more, now you have that time to do something else. So maybe you're going to read, maybe you're going to go to the gym, go for a walk. And then now Jay says, no porn, okay? What are you going to do not watching porn? That took up half an hour to an hour of your day. What are you going to do instead? What are you going to do when you quit social media, now that you're on, not on your phone, what are you going to stare out the window? Are you Are going to be more mindful? Right? So he's replacing all of these old habits with positive, constructive disciplines. Amazing, Jay. Awesome. Now, let's get into the first question of this Q&A. And it comes from Jamie. He says... How do you change a mindset that is so determined to stay the same? It's determined to stay the same because it wants to stick with what's already familiar. That way, it doesn't have to use up a ton of brain power. The body wants to automate you as much as possible. It can't pay attention to every single detail in your day. There's too much information out there to pay attention to. There's an infinite number of things, right? So you narrow your gaze to whatever is important to you, right? You narrow all of that information to a very finite set of things to pay attention to. Right? Everything else is blurry, and then where your focus goes, your energy flows. You determine what you value the most by where you're aiming consistently throughout the day. So to change your already existing programs, first be aware of what program you want to sacrifice. Okay, Start with one thing what's not working i bet you there's a ton a ton of things in your unconscious mind that's not working out for your higher self that's not that's working against you rather than for you but pick one of those things what's not working for you and that's your responsibility to figure out okay then what are you going to replace that program with we saw in jay's comment all of these new programs, but he had to replace existing ones, right? With these new programs. So instead of seeing your toxic friends, you're going to look for a job, right? Instead of smoking weed, what are you going to do instead? Instead of masturbating to porn, what are you going to do instead? Instead of uh, going to McDonald's, what are you going to eat? You could do instead during that time? What are you going to eat instead? There are two mindsets. There's the static mindset, and then there's the developing mindset, right? You can look at it from a political perspective, conservative and liberal. The conservative mindset, you're staying in what's familiar. You're conserving what you already know. You're staying within the confines of your walls, your borders. The liberal mindset is, well, you're breaking down the borders and you're reaching outside into the unknown and you're gathering new information and you're continuously breaking down your barriers and building them back up all the time. It's best to make friends with what you don't know rather than what you know. What you already know, it's limited. It's short-lived. Things are constantly changing. And there's an infinite amount of things of what you don't know. But there's a finite amount of things that you do know. So it's better to make friends with the unlimited amount of things that you don't know that make you uncomfortable. That's what grows you. That's what strengthens your mind and body. Constant exposure to what you don't like and what makes you uncomfortable only improves your resistance, Right. You're going to be less resistant to any sort of suffering, to any sort of stress, the more you place yourself in that stress. The other stress that used to make you stress is not stressful to you anymore because you're you've spent so much time conditioning yourself to to that stress, you but also how to manage that stress appropriately. If you keep the same MacBook then eventually it will become less and less functional over time. The new softwares will not support the MacBook from 10 years ago. If you stay the same, then your communication skills, your writing skills, and your wisdom will, will not progress. It'll remain stagnant and you'll be left in the dust. With all of this reading that I'm doing, I am discovering that people are continuously writing about better and healthier ways of living because I might have a perspective over a certain healthy routine like meditation, for example. But then I go read another book on meditation and then I discover a new aspect of meditation that I didn't know. And I I incorporate that piece of information that I didn't know before into my life. And now my life just got 1% better. So each book that I read, I'm taking parts of the book that resonate with me that I didn't know before and I'm, I'm incorporating that within my life. And then I get to share that information with you guys. So not only is it helping me, but then I, I get to project that new information onto you and then your life gets a little bit better. So it's it's a ripple effect. Right, but you have to be willing to venture out into the unknown because that's where all of this information lies. It lies out of your board, outside of your borders. You have to communicate to yourself why staying the same way is no good, and why change is the best path. I recommend a book by Carol Dweck. The mindset she talks about the developing mindset and why that's important all these musicians businessmen spiritual leaders why they adopt this mindset and why benefits them and then the consequences of having a set mindset the consequences of why staying the same staying confined in your bubble only makes you more anxious and dependent and it just kills the the mind the mind wants to it wants to be stimulated jasper leaves a question saying how can something like hypnosis reprogram unconscious behaviors and beliefs dr joe dispenza He's amazing. I read his book Becoming Supernatural, which I highly recommend. And in the book he talks about how looking at brain waves show a correlation between the brain wave frequencies and how susceptible you become to new programs and change based off of these different brain waves. So, when we are aroused, Most of the day, right, when you're driving your car, you're constantly in your mind, you're constantly in that analytical brain of yours, you're in business meetings, you're talking with friends, most of the day we are in this beta brainwave state. Then when we are relaxed, we are calm, intuitive. When we are in a flow state, we step into alpha brainwave states when we drift off into sleep we move into a theta brainwave state this is associated with meditation when you let go of the analytical mind and are present you're no longer up there in that chatterbox of the mind it's like the doors to your unconscious open up and are wide and you're more susceptible to any incoming information. At this point, any information coming in, it will be accepted as true. And so that's why I recommend to you, when you are releasing trauma, you have to go into a calming theta-like brainwave state and you have to bring up the trauma, revisit the emotions from your unconscious mind, and then engage in images and emotions to reframe the trauma, to look at it from a different perspective, and to attach safety around the trauma, which I will get into shortly. So maybe in your beta state, you would not accept this new information and you will repress information continuously. And that's what I used to do all the time. But when you're fully present, when you are relaxed, when you're open, then new information will be accepted by your unconscious mind. I always say this, the unconscious mind does not know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. Right, So when you're relaxed and you accept the emotions from your unconscious mind, that's real, right? You're feeling it. But you're also, when you're imagining your traumatic moments, you're imagining a positive moment. You feel these strong emo- emotions. But is the moment really happening? Well, it's real to you, isn't it? The emotions are as real as they can be. You're just imagining the scenario but how can they be less real when you're feeling that strong positive or negative emotion and now i want to incorporate a question into this question from melissa she says my anxiety started after my dad had a heart attack in front of me, died and was brought back two times 10 years ago. Major trauma. I've had dizziness for months and couldn't move after this happened. All linked to anxiety. My biggest problem is I have always feared death. And once anxiety became a thing and it feels so real, I think I will die from it. So I constantly go to the doctors. I'm anxious 24-7 and dizzy. Yes, Melissa, that's a heavy, heavy comment. But I wanted to incorporate that comment here because I want to get into trauma. The unconscious mind holds on to strong, emotional moments from our past trauma is a part of you that is stuck in the past okay let me say that again trauma is a part of you that is still stuck in the past if a memory is still causing you strong negative emotion then you haven't resolved and understood it The unconscious mind is holding on to it for good reason. It's holding on to it because it wants you to understand why this is important so that you don't fall into the same hole again in the future so that this thing could be avoided. So it wants you to acknowledge, hey, look at this thing. Look at what happened back back here. What happened? It's You have to pick it apart and examine it, dissect it in order for your unconscious mind to let it go. It wants you to understand fully why this was a threat, why this thing needs to be avoided. When you ignore it, and you repress it because it's too emotional. You don't want to face that thing. The unconscious mind still holds on to it because you haven't fully figured it out. And so the unconscious will store it. And then when you go into a theta sleep, for example, you're dozing off to sleep and the door to your unconscious opens up, the trauma tends to emerge Causing you to wake up and be anxious. And that's so enlightening. When you go into that theta sleep, the unconscious mind opens up and you're susceptible to whatever has not been fully dealt with. And so your past starts to rise up And it makes itself known. And since you're already so reactive to those strong negative emotions, it wakes you up in in a fright. It wakes you up feeling anxious. And you can't seem to get a good night's sleep. It's like you're walking around with a ball and chain. There's something still dragging behind you, keeping you from really breaking free Of the past and what's curative for past trauma well trauma is a spectrum first of all there's different types of trauma there's the severe trauma on this end where you go into you get into a car accident family member dies serious illness and then there's this other trauma where you embarrass yourself in high school you just trip over the sidewalk and you're laughed at Or you get called a funny name. Trauma is trauma. And when you bring up past trauma and you confront it, you have to pick it apart. How did you wind up in that situation? How can you not wind up in that situation again? What did you learn from this experience? What would you do differently? In your case, Melissa, what emotions would you express to your dad? I'm sure you have a lot to say to him, but you didn't get that out, right? So what would you say? Is there anything that you need to say to your younger self? to make her feel safe. So you want to attach safety to the experience rather than this fear, rather than this negative emotion. The unconscious mind is holding on to it because it's, it's a sort of threat, right? Hence the negative emotion. And I recommend that we work together I have one-on-one coaching, and I can guide you through a releasing trauma exercise. I do this with my clients all the time, right? I guide them through this meditative practice where I get them into a theta-like brainwave state, get them relaxed. I get their unconscious mind to open up. I get all that stuff. I get the negative experience to emerge, and I get my client to face what they are fearing. And I get them to reframe the experience. And at the end of this reframing, I ask my client to sit with their younger self and to talk to them and say to them, what did you learn from the experience? Because it's important that you attach a lot of safety to what happened and positive emotion to what happened rather than keeping it negative. Because Well, why do you want to hold on to that baggage, right? It's better to face that ultimate pain right now and so that your future self can live free from that pain rather than holding on to it for the rest of your life, being weighed down by this burden. I will also leave a releasing trauma exercise link below that you can do with yourself in your own home right now you can do this exercise i recommend that you do because we all have some sort of baggage we all have trauma and so another way to tackle trauma is To sit and write down the the trauma and to answer the questions I already laid out for you. The questions like, how can you not wind up in this situation again? What did you learn from this experience? What would you do differently? What would you say to this person? What would you say to your younger self to make them feel safe? Crucial for getting out of this ball and chain. Voluntary exposure to what you fear shrinks the fear. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for your questions. And thanks for being here. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel and you watch those videos. And let me know what you think. Leave your comments below. Lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at UnplugAnxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit UnplugAnxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.